What an awesome song. Don't you love that song? It's a perfect, uh, just absolutely perfect uh, capturing what it means to be part of a church family. I mean, the, the church family is supposed to be your home. Uh, you're supposed to know that no matter what it is that you're going through, that you're not alone in it. Um, even when, when you're lost, when you've wandered, uh, that, that you can be found, that you can be brought back in to your family. Uh, despite whatever troubles, you, you are always welcomed, always loved. Uh, so I'm really glad that you're here today. Special welcome to those of you who are uh, newer or visiting uh, Troy UMC for the first time today. The doors of this uh, church family are wide, wide open, and we hope that you feel uh, welcome enough to uh, maybe begin to call this uh, church community your home. Uh, over the last few weeks, uh, we've been in diving into God's Word, uh, learning what it means to live life together in the church. Specifically, uh, we've been looking at what the Bible has to say about the uh, how we're to relate to one another. Uh, <clears throat> there are at least uh, 27 different uh, one another commands uh, throughout the scriptures, uh, different ones, unique meanings. And, and we've hit some of the big ones. Uh, uh, we've, we've learned uh, that, uh, well, uh, we've talked about loving one another. That's the big one, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, we also talked about what it means to carry one another's burdens. Uh, and then last week, uh, Tim, who I think is like the best encourager ever, <laughs> uh, t uh, Tim shared the message about encouraging uh, one another. And today we're going to unpack, uh, which isn't going to uh, take a lot of time to read, in, in case you, uh, you, you, you know, yawned uh, during the scripture reading, you may have missed it. Uh, we're going to unpack this very short uh, verse from Romans chapter 12. Let me read it again in case you blinked um, and didn't hear or see it. Uh, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Uh, of course, you can see in this passage there are two one another commands. You see, be devoted to one another uh, and also honor one another above yourselves. Well, since this passage, is, this verse is way too long, I'm just going to cut it in half and uh, tackle the second one of these one another commands. Honor one another above yourselves. Uh, honor is a word that gets tossed around all the time, uh, but is rarely defined. Like really, really, what, what is honor? You just know it when you see it, right? You, you know when somebody's being honorable or, or when somebody shows honor. You know it when you see it. And, and this morning, I'm going to share uh, kind of a summary of what honor is, uh, but then I want to share some examples of how uh, you and I, we can learn to honor one another uh, so that we can take this very short passage in Scripture and apply it to our everyday lives. You know, when you honor someone, what you're doing is you are elevating them. You are lifting them up. You are raising them higher. Um, in fact, according to this scripture passage from uh, Romans chapter 12, honoring someone means elevating them above yourself. You're lifting them above yourself. And this, friends, this is the language of Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. And Jesus, 
He, he lowered himself to raise us up. He became a servant, a slave, um, in order to honor you and me. Conversely, uh, when you dishonor someone, uh, you, what you're doing is you're lowering them in order to prop yourself up, to raise your, yourself. And, and this, friends, this, uh, this is really, I think this is the language of our culture these days, isn't it? I, it's just, our, our culture right now is just very dishonoring uh, through and through and through. All you have to do is scroll through your news feed and it's like dishonor, dishonor, dishonor. Uh, the way that, that we talk about each other, particularly I found the way our society these days is so polarized around a, a variety of issues, it seems impossible to find honorable dialogue between people of differing opinions. This, this wasn't always the case. Uh, you, you could find, it, people have been polarized around issues for generations. Uh, but what's really changed is the way we talk to one another, the way that we communicate about one another in the things that, that, are, uh, that are differing in our opinions. Nowadays, uh, what we see in the headlines and read on the, in the papers, if you still get a paper, uh, or, or uh, read on Facebook, you know, what, what we see is, is, you know, borderline at best, bullying you know, name-calling, uh, undermining and attacking character, and all other sorts of disrespectful rhetoric. It, it is the opposite of honoring one another, isn't it? Uh, you know, when you slander someone or you gossip about someone, you're, you're lowering them in other people's eyes uh, to make yourself look better. Uh, when, when you use sarcasm, or the kids these days call it snark, right? Uh, <laughs> Uh, when, when, when you, you do that, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're getting a dig in at someone to lower them in order to raise yourself up, uh, all disguised, you know, in humor. Uh, when you have an overly critical spirit and, and think to yourself, boy, certainly I could do a better job at, at that uh, than so-and-so, uh, what you're doing is lowering that person uh, to prop yourself up, and it's dishonor. Um, even when you uh, compare yourself to others, uh, when you think, I'm just as good as she is. Look, I, I, I'm a better mom. I, I, I have a better appearance or, or, or whatever. Um, when, when you have a spirit of comparison, that's also dishonoring because you're, you are trying to be, you know, see yourself as better than somebody else. And this kind of dishonorable language and attitude, there, there is nothing, nothing in the heart of Jesus and character of Jesus who, who was God, as we just saw from Philippians chapter 2, and yet being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. And he calls us, he lowered himself to lift us up and he calls us to do the same for one another. I want to share a little idea. Um, it, it's something that I've uh, kind of uh, come into kind of a, a way of framing honor. Um, and I, I've called it a 360 degree honor. Uh, honor that's given in all directions. Complete honor. 
uh, in every area of our lives, all, all the way around. Um, and each direction of this honor, which is outlined in your message notes, um, each direction of this honor is, is really uh, formed and consistent throughout the scriptures. Um, a variety of different passages that could be pulled in to describe each of these types of honor. Um, so um, it starts with um, something that is, uh, uh, that is pretty easy. I think most of us get. It starts with honoring God. And we've already been doing that uh, this morning. We've come together uh, not with uh, the, the purpose of, of anything else other than to raise God up, to, to lift God up. Like we, we just sung praises to God. He, he is the only one worthy of our praises, of all of our, our honor. We are lifting God up high above ourselves. That's what worship is. And, and when we do that with God, we are honoring God. Uh, I think we get that one. Uh, yeah, okay, we're a church. That's what we do. We honor God. Uh, we get that one. The, the rest are maybe a little more difficult, but, uh, because 360-degree honor, that, that's, just, that's just straight up. Uh, we're also uh, called to honor those who are above us in this life. Um, uh, those uh, in authority. And since this is a message about honoring one another within the church family, I mean, uh, that's that the, this whole one another series is about doing life together in the church. Uh, since we're talking about honoring one another in the church family, uh, those in authority within the church family are our pastors, our, our leaders. Uh, for me, I'm not, I'm not like the, the highest authority. I, I have a bishop. I have a district superintendent, those who, who are in authority over me in the church. And, and so uh, honoring one another uh, includes those things. Also in the church family, they're, they're leaders in the church people who aren't paid, who aren't on staff, but, but are leaders in the church and, and held up in that way, who are um, maybe uh, journey group leaders or ministry team leaders or any variety of folks who, who have some spiritual influence and leadership position within the church that is kind of overseeing you or others. And, and I'll share some examples later about how to honor one another, particularly those, including those in leadership. But, but let me just say this. Some words of wisdom that were handed to me uh, a handful of years ago uh, regarding uh, those who, who God, for whatever reason, has put in authority over you. And, and this is the, the word of wisdom I received. Uh, you will receive from someone the way you perceive him or her. Let me say that again. You will receive from someone the way that you perceive him or her. For instance, if you have a critical spirit, uh, a spirit of, of dishonor toward uh, a leader, someone who God has, has uh, kind of put in authority over you, then you will not be able to receive teaching from that person, uh, correction uh, from that person, or encouragement uh, or, or really anything that God may want to use them to deliver your way. Um, uh, or, or maybe you've got, uh, say, a journey group leader or a, a pastor or someone on staff, who, who uh, some other leader who, who you don't really perceive as a spiritual leader. And maybe, maybe, it's, uh, uh, maybe you just kind of perceive them as a friend, as, as a buddy. 
uh, or, or someone to hang out with. Uh, and if that's the case, then, then what you will receive from him or her spiritually, it's, it's going to be limited because you're not perceiving them as someone who you're going to uh, receive something from. Uh, you will receive from someone the way you perceive him or her. And 360-degree honor includes uh, honoring those, uh, lifting up those who are God has, for whatever reason, already put in authority over you. Uh, but 360-degree honor doesn't stop there. It also includes lifting those up who are beside you, your, your peers, uh, people maybe in a similar life uh, state as you or in maybe a, a similar position of you in, in the life of the church. Um, now, when you think of honoring one another, those besides you in, 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 beside you in church, this is what honor does. Honor uh, is eager to lift someone else up rather than looking to be lifted up yourself. Uh, I want to ask you this question, and think about this in your own heart. This is a probing question. Um, consider this. Are you more eager to lift somebody else up, to let the spotlight shine on somebody else, than you are, or are you looking to be more honored yourself? Like, Are you more eager for somebody else to be honored, or are you hoping that the spotlight will shine on you so that you can be honored and people can recognize what you do and, and how great you are. You know, that's, a, that's a probing question, a question that, that I think uh, many of us, when we look deep down inside and are honest with ourselves, are, are probably like, I don't know if I like the answer uh, that I'm getting. Uh, but in the church, with one another, in a culture of honor, we, we are called to, at the very least, strive to be more eager to lift someone else up than, than uh, be honored ourselves. And, and friends, you can think about this. This applies in all different realms of life. And we're talking about life together in the church, but uh, your family life is a little microcosm of the church in, in many ways. And uh, you, you might get this one great at church, but really struggle with it at home. Um, and and that's, that, maybe that's a place God is working on you. But one more aspect of 360-degree honor that I want to address, and specifically how it relates to honoring one another in the church. Uh, recap, 360-degree uh, honor. Honor God, uh, honor those who God has put in authority over us, honor those beside us, and maybe we can get all those right and, and still really struggle with honoring those who we, uh, who positionally or, or in our minds, I, we perceive to be lower than us. And yet, uh, in the church, uh, we need to honor those who are below us. Now, this can take many different forms. And I'm not going to get into uh, all the applications, but one really specific application for the church is, is how we treat visitors or those who are on the outside of the life of the church looking in. Now, and let me just say this. As a church community, uh, Troy UMC, there are so many ways that you get this right, and, and I love it. I love it. You, you truly honor every single person that walks through the doors. Uh, there are people there shaking hands, opening the door, uh, uh, saying hi. Uh, oftentimes, you'll get somebody uh, who, 
who doesn't recognize you and say, hey, uh, well, what's your name? And, and just have conversation. Like people genuinely want to get to know you and care about you and want to make you feel welcome. And, and, and I love that, being hospitable and asking nothing in return. Uh, so many folks around here, uh, you, your disposition is to lower yourself, uh, to lift others up in that way that you don't even know. And, and, and I love that. Uh, that's honor. But, but for a moment, I just want to share a reason why that's so important. Uh, that kind of honoring behavior is so important. Uh, maybe, maybe you've all thought about this. Um, maybe you haven't, or at least not for a while. Uh, this is what I want you to do. I, I want, to, want you to kind of put yourself in the shoes of someone who is a visitor, maybe coming to this church for the very first time. Uh, and if you are, if you're here maybe for the first time, uh, just keep your own shoes on, okay? Uh, don't, don't, you can stay in your shoes. Uh, that might be a good thing for all of us. I don't know. Uh, but, but those of you who, you know, this is your church home. You're, you're here. You've been a part of things for a while. I want you to put yourself uh, in the shoes of someone who is here for the very first time. Uh, you know, think about this. Uh, do you know how much it takes to roll out of bed and get up and come to a church that you've never been to for the very first time. I mean, there, are, there are so many hurdles to overcome to do that. that. That is not easy to do. Coming to a new church for the first time is, is difficult, especially if, if you've never been, uh, never been to that church before, even more so if you've never been to church before. Or possibly you've been absent from the church for a really long time. That, 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 is, that is not an easy call uh, to make. There are so many reasons to just stay at home. Um, it, it takes a lot of courage to show up and not know anybody. It takes a lot of courage to show up and, and not know what to expect. Um, like, gosh, where are my kids going to go? Are they going to be safe? Are they going to have to sit with me, or, or, or are they going to be asked to leave, uh, or where do I park? Like, where, uh, uh, is, is somebody going to talk to me? Um, is, is somebody going to sit by me, or am I going to have to sit all by myself? You know, th these are questions that go through your mind when you're visiting a church or coming to church for the, for the first time, and, um, and yet, God has been nudging somebody's heart oftentimes through painful, difficult circumstances, such that, like, despite those obstacles, they're going to give church a try. And so they show up. That takes courage. That is not a common thing. That is not an easy thing to do. And, and around here, I think there are a lot of people around here who want to honor that because they, they remember what it was like or they are... are are good enough at putting themselves in somebody else's shoes that they're like, that, we need to honor that in somebody else. And, and so oh, many are here are willing to lower ourselves to lift those of you who are visiting or kind of on the outside looking in uh, to lift you up uh, because, because we believe that God honors that. I mean, that, that requires courage. And, and, and we believe with all our hearts that that when somebody takes that step, that in this church family, that they're going to encounter God. 
that they're going to experience God's presence, and, and that that could change their life forever. So Troy UMC, a good job honoring those who are checking things out, who are overcoming those hurdles, and, and keep it up. Uh, to take it to the next level. Uh, we, we, can't, we can honor those things that God honors. Uh, so that's 360-degree honor within the church family. It's honoring one another. And I've observed that this church family, we do that well. Um, and it's great to be a part of. And if you're newer here, um, or, or maybe you just have never taken this step yet, uh, you've attended for a long time, I want to invite you to consider becoming a member of this church family. Uh, we've got a membership class coming up in just a couple of weeks, August 12th. Uh, right after uh, our final worship service uh, from about 12 to 2 p.m., lunch is included. It's a perfect opportunity to kind of see what makes this church click and, and if, if this is the kind of church that you would like to call your home. Uh, you can RSVP on your connection card or by calling the church office. Uh, we've got a, a, a few people signed up already, and I, I'd love to include you uh, in that group. Um, but if membership, you're like, whoa, we just only started holding hands. Uh, if that's a little scary uh, for you, then, then we've got an on-ramp uh, class, uh, not class, but an on-ramp orientation immediately after our final worship service today. It uh, also includes lunch. You get a tour of the church building and just get to learn a little bit more uh, about the church on a more like holding hands level. Uh, so uh, I'd love to invite you to that today. Uh, you, you don't need to have RSVP. There's enough space and enough uh, food for you. Uh, but in the rest of our time, I want to get really practical. In fact, um, here's one very practical way that every single one of us can begin to practice honor in our lives, whether that's in our church fam family or, or beyond uh, our church family. And, and it's so simple, so simple. One of the best ways you can honor one another is to express your, your heartfelt gratitude to someone for the sacrifices that, that he or she has made on your behalf. It's just a great way to start uh, being honorable. One of the best ways to honor someone is to authentically say thank you. I saw this in action a while back when I was at Walmart. I, I tell you what, if you're ever in a position to like have to give a sermon message or or just a short little talk in front of people, you can get all your illustrations at Walmart. Uh, no joke. Uh, uh, so I was in a checkout line at Walmart unloading my items onto a conveyor belt, and this could be a message about patience because I was a little impatient. The guy in front of me was taking a little while, and, and uh, I was you know, anxious to get on my way. And, and, then, and then, lo and behold, comes an interruption. And somebody walked up to the fella who was in front of me in line and started this conversation with him. And going through my head, I'm like, oh, come on. Uh, but, uh, but I could tell from their initial interaction that, that the fellow who approached the man, they didn't know each other. Uh, they, they were strangers to one another. And this is what I heard. The new guy extended his hand and said, sir, I just want to thank you for the sacrifices you've made so that my family and I can enjoy the freedom we have today. I just want to say thank you, he said. And I, I didn't notice at first because I was behind the fella in, in line, but he had a hat on uh, that identified him as a veteran of the Vietnam War. And, and what the, the stranger 
coming up uh, to that man took, took maybe 15 seconds, 30 seconds tops. And yet uh, was the definition of honoring someone. He lifted this man up by, by simply thanking him for the sacrifices that he had made to benefit others. And, and sometimes it's for us, we think about, well, that's, that's easy. To, it's easy to recognize when someone has made a sacrifice for me. And, and, and maybe for you, it's easy to think about honoring um, uh, those in authority over you. I, uh, but, uh, but it's just as important to have a heart that expresses gratitude to those who have jobs of service. Um, and we think, oh, well, that's just their job to serve me. But, but it's still important to express gratitude for the service we receive. Maybe, maybe that's a, like a server or a busboy uh, at a restaurant. Uh, folks, be really careful when you go out to eat on Sundays. Uh, the, the restaurant crowd, they, they, they have this perception of, oh, the Sunday crowd is the worst. Uh, those Christians, they, they don't tip well, they complain. Just be careful. Uh, when you're out there, you are representing Jesus. Take an opportunity to honor uh, uh, s- someone who's serving you. Maybe it's a cleaning crew at a hotel or a custodian who's, who's cleaning floors or, or cashiers at Walmart or, uh, you know, expressing gratitude uh, to those serving you is a, is a wonderful way to honor one another. Personally, I am so grateful for the volunteers here at, at Troy UMC. So, so grateful. I um, I, I try to make it a practice to regularly say thank you to uh, the, the different people who I see serving uh, on a regular basis, whether it's uh, uh, folks who come into the office and fold the bulletins uh, or put labels on newsletters uh, or, uh, or, or take the, the laundry uh, and wash it in their own homes to, to, to bring it back, to, like the linens and things. There, there are so many ways that people serve in, in, in serving ways. It's like way, way behind the scenes ways. Um, and, and I try to take every opportunity I can to say thank you. You know, because y- you know what? Without volunteers and servants, here, there is no inviting people on a journey with Jesus. That's our mission. That's why we exist as a church. Without volunteers, that doesn't happen. Uh, at least not the way that, that we can together. It might happen a little bit without with just like me around, uh, but it's not going to happen in the same way without everybody serving and being a part of this mission. When, when you say yes to serving in this church, we know it's a sacrifice. We know that you're giving up other time to serve God through this church, and, and we want to honor that. Uh, what you do does not go unnoticed. Thank you. Um, and we have an amazing staff team here too. Uh, you know, they, they might get paid, uh, but, but, but they're not, you know, they're, they're not getting paid a ton. Um, and yet, they give and they give and they give of themselves for the sake of others. They're not in this for themselves. And today is actually the last Sunday on staff for one of our team. And we as a church want to give her a heartfelt thank you. Uh, she's not down here right now, I don't think, unless she snuck in. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking of Carolyn Catalano. Uh, and in the 8 o'clock service, we honored her with, with a card shower, which is one of the many ways that she has honored and served many of us. Uh, but uh, uh, 
Today's her, her last uh, Sunday on staff as the Director of Connections and Care, uh, which she has been for the last couple of years. And, and, and here are some things that people have said about Carolyn uh, that they shared with me these past couple weeks. One, one person said, it is such a blessing to get to know Carolyn. She's helped me in numerous ways. Practically, she helped arrange transportation uh, for me to the church. Uh, and she got me connected to the church. Uh, someone else shared, when life dealt too much to deal with on our own, it was Carolyn who invited us to Troy UMC, and now we're members. When my mother was dying, I felt very alone. Carolyn came and played Amazing Grace, and she brought David Roderick to pray for my mom. I will always remember that kindness. Here's more. Uh, she always supported and cared for me, gave her emotional support when I needed it. She has shown kindness in every way. Another said, I can do nothing but praise Carolyn. I have friends who are homebound, and Carolyn keeps me up on their condition, and I can never thank her enough. She's a remarkable person, and I love her and pray that she has a wonderful retirement. Here's another. Uh, Carolyn was so thoughtful uh, when my wife was at home in her last days on earth. She came and played the violin and sang for both of us. We really appreciated the music and the time that she would take to help us during that difficult time. And many, he goes on and says, and many sympathy cards have been sent to me from people, members I don't even know of this congregation because of Carolyn's efforts. Now, Carolyn's heart of service has touched so many lives in our church family. And, and many, like that last mention, have come uh, through the card ministry. And, and as a church, uh, we wanted to just say thank you to Carolyn in, in a, a fitting way, uh, in a way that she has blessed so many others with. And so we gave her a bunch of cards at 8 o'clock. And uh, some of you may have brought some cards or thought, oh, I forgot to write a card. Um, and if that's you, you can bring it. You know, Carolyn is going to continue to be a member of our church family, and, and I encourage you to do that. And we're going to give her some more at the 1015 service if you uh, want to see her uh, blush some more. But, uh, but here's one more thing about uh, Carolyn that someone shared with me that I absolutely loved. This is gold. Uh, this is what was said. Uh, she said, Carolyn has done an excellent job, actually more than a job, a mission that is purpose-driven. Wow, that is so true. And we want to honor Carolyn and say thank you because of the God that she serves and how her self-giving has reflected Jesus to us. Isn't that cool? When, when we do that, when we honor one another because of the way that they ref each other reflects Jesus to us, what we're really doing, we're honoring God. When you live a life of honor, it all, it all ends up pointing back to God. Now, one caution here. You know, whenever somebody else is honored, um, this could happen in the church life, it could happen in work or home life. Whenever else somebody else is honored, there, there is a possibility that, that others may secretly be wondering, why doesn't somebody honor me that way? Gosh, nobody recognizes what I do. I'm feeling unappreciated. I wish someone would recognize me. And if that's the kind of thing going on in your heart, and, and trust me, oh gosh, I have been there. Um, I, I, 
God's really grown me in this area over the years. Uh, because whenever somebody else was honored in, in, in my uh, fur, further past, gosh, I would say, whoa, I want to have that spotlight come on me. <laughs> and, you know, if that's, if that's what's going on in your heart, even, even a little bit, uh, you're missing the point. Remember, honor is eager to lift other people up. Uh, let me just say this, not in a condemning way, or it's self-condemning, uh, too. It's something I needed to hear a long time ago. Uh, it's insecurity. That's what it is. It's insecurity. And, and you cannot honor others the way that God has called you to if you're constantly like struggling with where you stand. If you aren't secure in who you are, you will always be striving to receive honor and unable to give it. You won't be able to willingly lower yourself to raise somebody else up. You're always going to be trying to raise yourself up to prove your, your own worth to other people. You, you can't honor someone if you're not secure in your own standing. But, but here's the way out of that insecurity that you may be in. Turn to the cross. No, look at the cross. And on the cross, the God of the universe laid down his life, lowered himself to lift you up. You never have to question your standing with Jesus. Never. He has already lowered himself to lift you up. You don't need to receive any more honor than that in your life. Every other little bit of honor that you might receive, just consider that a bonus. Gravy. Uh, compared to, to, it's nothing compared to what Jesus has already done to honor you. Uh, when we honor others, all we're really doing is following his lead. Maybe you don't realize, though. Maybe you're here today and you just kind of been struggling with your standing. Just in life with God, everything. You're just insecure. Believe me, I have been there. Um, maybe you don't realize yet how much Jesus has lifted you up and how loved you are and how much of a sacrifice he made for you. Uh, maybe in your life you've always been trying to earn Approval, maybe approval of your parents or your teachers or your bosses or, or your peers or your pastor. And, and you've gone out of your way to just paint a, uh, this great picture of yourself so that you could earn other people's love. So you could earn their respect. You don't have to do that with Jesus. You can't earn his approval. He gives it his approval at great cost to himself and it costs you nothing. You just have to receive it. it you know, the honor that, um, that we're trying to, to give Carolyn today and, and uh, just say thank you to her. Um, and, and she was kind of, she was surprised at 8 o'clock with that. And I get, got a big hug from her in the hallway. And, you know, that's the way God feels about you. Except like multiplied by infinity. <laughs> right? God, God feels that way about you. And because of the way that Jesus has honored you by lowering himself uh, and dying on the cross, you, you get to be called a child of God. It, 
that's your standing if you receive it. And, and just so you know, the, the reason we try so hard to, to honor those on the outside, uh, the reason our volunteers give of themselves uh, over and over, the, the reason our staff uh, do what, what they do um, and work so hard to serve, the goal is this, that we would lower ourselves enough to prop you and anyone who comes into this church and connects with this church just high enough that they can see the cross so that they can see Jesus and, and how much he just desperately loves them so that you receive the honor that he gave. Let, let's turn our hearts. Let, let's stand together. Let's pray together. Let's turn our hearts toward him, the one who gave it all to us. Heavenly Father, we, we just thank you for giving us your son who, who, though he was one with you, God in the flesh, that he took the form of a slave and lowered himself even to death, death on a cross, in order to lift us up. Lord, we don't deserve that honor, and yet you modeled it for us. You showed us a great sacrifice to yourself. You showed us how to live an honorable life, how to honor not only you, but how to honor one another. Lord, may you, your spirit just come and indwell in us, spur us on and empower us to willingly lower ourselves to raise others up. And Lord, forgive us. Oh, forgive us for the times when, when we've done just the opposite and we've pushed others down to raise ourselves up. Lord, thank you for Jesus who gave us a better way and honored us on the cross. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy of all of our honor and praise. And we want to do that with our lips now. In Jesus' name.